And so I realized not only that I had a financial education from my parents that was a privilege and that most people didn't have, um, but personal finance for me ended up over the next couple of years being a form of activism. So... Hey guys, welcome back to Sippin' on Success. It's Kelly here. I would love if you all could take a moment to like the podcast on either Apple or Spotify, or even leave a review if you're feeling up to it. Also, be sure to keep up with all things podcast related on the Instagram Sippin' on Success. And if you're new here, welcome. So before we get into the episode today with our guest, Tori, I wanted to share something for the In the Know segment. So if you saw my Instagram a couple weeks ago, I shared this book called 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s. I was reading it and I came across the 86th question that I guess I should ask myself and it really stung out to me. And the question is, what is my next right move? And so what the author Paul Angone shares is that he realizes that in life that, you know, you know, you might be dreaming a lot more than actually doing. And so, you know, you might have this big idea and just thinking about the possibility, should I do it, should I not? All all that's happening, you're just, you know, going back and forth with yourself. But he just says, you know, once you start, it's just hard to stop. So put your mind to it and really just go for it. And he actually compares it to eating caramel popcorn, which I thought was really funny because he was like, once I've started eating it, you know, it's kind of hard to stop, which is true. You know, you just got to get the ball rolling sometimes and then you'll be off and, you know, you'll be accomplishing your dreams before you know it. So that chapter really stung out to me and maybe it'll leave an impression on you, but I highly recommend you check out this book. So now let's get into our guest, Tori. Tori is a nationally recognized millennial money and career expert. After saving $100,000 at age 25, Tori quit her corporate job in marketing and founded her first 100K to fight financial inequality by giving women actionable resources to better their money. She has helped over 200,000 women negotiate salary, pay off debt, build savings, and invest. A Plutus Award winner and a 425 magazines women to watch her work has been featured on good morning america the today show the new york times people magazine new york magazine forbes cnbc and more an honors graduate of the university of portland tori currently lives in seattle where she enjoys eating fried chicken going to bar classes and attempting to naturally work john mulaney bits into conversation welcome tori Thank you, Kelly, for having me. It's funny having your own bio read aloud to you, and it's like, this is too much. So I appreciate you going through all of that. No, it's not too much. It's awesome. I hope my bio is that long at 25. <laughs> <laughs> well, the John Mulaney bit, you got to make sure, you know, we get that in there. Most <laughs> of course. All right. So my first question for you is, you said that you're working in marketing. And so what kind of made you leave corporate America to kind of start this business? Yeah, so I was working in social media marketing and kind of community development and management in my nine to five. And I did that for almost, oh gosh, three, four, maybe even five years. And then was building her first 100K on the side for about three and a half. So 
her first 100K was my side hustle. And then in late 2019, I was able to take it full time. And for me, I, I graduated college uh, in May of 2016. Obviously, Trump got elected at the, you know, a couple months later. And I was the friend all my friends were coming to for advice and guidance. And so I realized not only that I had a financial education from my parents that was a privilege and that most people didn't have, um, but personal finance for me ended up over the next couple of years being a form of activism. So I believe that we don't have any sort of equality for women in marginalized groups until we have financial equality. And so I truly believe I was put on this earth to fight for women's financial rights. So my business kind of evolved into talking about money budgeting, saving, investing, negotiating, starting businesses as a form of protest. So it wasn't just, you know, get a financial foundation, but also, you know, when we as women have that financial foundation, we can leave toxic situations or we can start businesses or we can donate to causes we believe in, right? You have so many more options when you have that financial foundation. And so um, that's what I committed my life to doing. And that's what her first 100K kind of turned into was it stemmed from my own journey to save $100,000 and then uh, giving women actionable resources to, to get their first 100K too. Wow, that's great. The name is so creative. Thank you. I appreciate it. Was there, like when you were experiencing balancing the side hustle and like your corporate job, when did you like realize you were like, I'm done with the corporate job. I'm taking this on full time. Like what was that experience like? I kind of had a blockbuster 2019. Like I went viral multiple times. I had a short documentary filmed about my work. Um, you know, I hit my 100K. So it literally, it was like, I hit my 100K. I announced it two weeks later. The day after I announced it, I went on a 10 day Italian road trip with my best friend. Uh, got the call for Good Morning America while I was in Italy. Wow. Got back, filmed Good Morning America. That went live. And two weeks later, I quit my full-time job. So it was like, it was a long time in the making. Like it was three, almost four years. But then when everything happened, you know, in 2019, it just happened really fast. So I rebranded in February of 2019 to her first hundred K and everything kind of took off from there. Um, and it was just getting to the point where I was making more money in my business than I was in my nine to five. Um, there was some people at my nine to five who didn't like that I had a successful business. So that was part of it too. Uh, and I kind of just said, I, I like to describe it as the universe made the decision for me. I was planning on waiting another six months. Um, but it got to the point where uh, I had a really supportive boss. My boss was amazing, but there were other individuals in the company who were, uh, yeah, just, just, I think kind of threatened by my own business's success. And so it was kind of just time to leave. Um, I was super nervous when I left. I think anybody would have been nervous. But I, you know, I had 100K in the bank. I had momentum. Um, you know, I was making money. It wasn't like, you know, I was going out just with an idea. I had, you know, I had a, an established business. And then in my first full month of entrepreneurship, I made five times more than I would have made at my nine to five. So it ended up being the right decision. And it was a decision, honestly, I didn't have the guts to make until the universe just kind of pushed me off the ledge and was like, okay, it's time. So yeah, that, that all happened. When it happened, it happened really quick. That's amazing. Now, I was looking, obviously, on your website, and there's a plethora of information, and there's so many different financial terms that even myself, I don't even know at 22. So what are some terms that you think that is essential for me and other women starting off in their 20s they should know? I mean, there's a lot and we can spend a whole couple hours talking about everything you need to know, but that's why hopefully I exist and why my business exists. But 
Um, a couple around investing specifically that people just, you, you don't know. And it's not, I, I want to be clear that we've been told our entire lives that money isn't for us as women. It's not a, it's not a, um, a personal issue, right? It's not like you don't know money because you did something terrible or your own negligence. It's just, we're not conditioned to talk about money. And especially we're not conditioned to educate our girls and, and women around money. So I like to say, you're not bad with money. You're just learning, which is true, right? There, it's just like anything else. It's learning to play the piano or learning how to speak French, right? It's like, there's a certain period of time where, you know, things are going to be a little rough and you just have to kind of push through that. So um, a 401k is something that I think a lot of people have heard of, but maybe people don't actually know what it is. So a 401k is a tax advantage retirement account, which in English means that it's basically a, a, a benefit that your employer is offering you as a way to start saving for retirement, um, that the government is offering you tax breaks in order to save. So they're trying to incentivize you to save for your own retirement by giving you some tax kickbacks. So the maximum contribution for a 401k every year is $19,000. However, you can, or excuse me, it's $19,500 as of 2020. And then anything uh, you can contribute up to that 19k is great. So obviously most of us don't have 19k to put away, but if you have $500 or a couple thousand, that's a really great step. And then if you get an employer match through your 401k, that's a really good thing to take advantage of. That basically means, for example, if your employer is going to match you at 3%, that means if you contribute 3%, they will double that. So now you're just at 6% without you having to do anything extra. So that's an amazing benefit. And I like to tell people, do everything you can to at least contribute up to the match. If either you don't have a 401k or maybe you want a second option, um, an IRA is also a tax advantage retirement account. Um, it's an individual retirement account, so it's not tied to your employer, but it's the same thing where the government's incentivizing you to save for retirement by giving you some tax breaks. So there's two basic kinds of IRAs, a traditional and a Roth. It depends on how you want to be taxed. So a traditional means that you don't pay your tax until you withdraw the money, aka when you retire. A Roth IRA means you pay the tax now. Um, my legal disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. However, I personally like the Roth IRA for two reasons. One, I have no idea what the hell taxes are going to be in 35 years. So I'd rather just pay my taxes now knowing what they are. And two, I like thinking of giving 65-year-old me like a little gift, right? It's like, oh, here, take this lump sum, you know, amount for retirement. And then you can go live it up in Palm Springs with your cute Pilates instructor. That's what I plan on doing. So <laughs> that personally is why I like the Roth IRA. However, if, if it's too confusing, just pick one. Um, the maximum you can contribute is $6,000 a year. Um, and so it's a little less than a, than a 401k, but it's not tied to your employer. So if you either don't have that as a benefit or maybe you want a different option, an IRA can be a, a, a good, um, a good secondary option to that 401k. Okay, so you could have both. It doesn't. Yeah, you can definitely have both. So hypothetically, I mean, with a 401k and an IRA, you could contribute up to $25,000 a year, or 25 um, for retirement, um, if you wanted to max it out and go a little crazy. So yeah, it's, it's a nice, it's a great way of investing. And that's another thing I hear a lot is like, oh, I'm not investing. I'm like, do you have a 401k? And they're like, yeah, that's investing. Um, we think of investing a lot as like the sexy, like Robin Hood stock trading nonsense, which is actually uh, something that is 
it's, yeah, it's the sexy investments, but they tend to be, you know, potentially unstable, right? Because you're just investing in these individual companies. So with a 401k or an IRA, you are investing and you're getting the tax advantages of doing so. Um, it just might not be as sexy as like a brokerage account or, you know, an individual stock that you're trading. Yeah. Going off that, like, would you recommend someone use like Robinhood or invest in like, like the stock market? Honestly, I don't even know where I would even begin like with that process, but I can give you a bunch of links for the show notes of how to get started as well as, uh, my amazing friend, Amanda, who runs dumpster dog blog. Um, she's dumpster doggy on Instagram. She has a whole investing course. That's absolutely amazing. She's like a stand-up comedian and teaches investing. She's so great. Um, <laughs> but really actually when it comes down to it, again, you are investing with a 401k. So it is a type of investment account. Um, I have beef with Robinhood. I'm not a Robinhood fan. I was actually going to talk about this on TikTok next week. Um, for a couple different reasons. One, they don't offer that tax advantage retirement account option at all. It's only a brokerage account. And a brokerage account is just like a regular investment account. So you don't have any of the parameters. Like you can take out the money whenever. You don't have to wait until retirement or pay a penalty if you remove the money earlier. But you're not getting those tax advantages. So, you know, it's, it's not as great of an option potentially, right? The second thing is that um, Robinhood deals in short-term investing, which is an oxymoron. Investing is, is for the long-term. We're investing for years, decades, right? We're not just investing for a couple months or even you know, a handful of years. The idea with investing, right, is the stock market's gonna go up and it's gonna go down and it's gonna go up and it's gonna go down and it's the roller coaster of the stock market. So the whole idea there, right, is that if you're investing for long-term things like retirement, your kid's college, et cetera, you're giving yourself enough time to make a bunch of money, potentially lose a bit, make a bunch, lose a bit, et cetera. If you're doing short-term investing, that's, again, it's, it's a juxtaposition. It's an oxymoron. Investing is for long-term goals. It's not for short-term. Um, and then the third thing, I don't know if you heard about this, but it was about six months ago, a... Um, a college student actually completed suicide because of Robin's UI or Robinhood's UI. It was something like they had a glitch. I don't know the full story. It was something like a glitch or they had, they had shown him that he had lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars when in fact he hadn't. Um, and obviously like glitches happen, UI mistakes, that, that's what happens. But um, I think it's just so important that the tools you invest in, uh, pun intended for investing, um, are ones that are also focused on education and are focused on making sure that you know, you know, how, how this is working, right? And that you're, you know enough to be able to use these tools responsibly. And so, um, yeah, it's just something like that. And it, 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 it's not particular to Robinhood, right? It, it hypothetically could have happened with any platform, but that's why I think it's so important, again, to not only make these financial decisions, but actually know what you're doing, which is why people like me exist, right? I want you to, I want you to feel confident when you're making those financial decisions. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And like going off that, do you think it's like essential to kind of have like a financial advisor to kind of help you set yourself up for those either 401k or those IRAs? Like what are the, there's like Fidelity, what other companies are doing those? Yes, that's a great question. So a financial advisor is an individual who you're paying to help you through the financial process. I am not a financial advisor. I'm a financial coach. 
and I can do everything a financial advisor can do except two things. I can't specifically tell you what to invest in. So if you like, Kelly, if you messaged me and you were like, hey, uh, what about this mutual fund? I'd be like, make your own choices. Like I couldn't tell you. Um, and I also can't manage your money for you, right? So I can't, mm -hmm. I can't use your own money to buy stocks, right? But I can tell you everything else. I can tell you how a stock works, what a mutual fund is. I can give you the resources and how to choose, you know, one that will be good for you. I just can't tell you specifically, right? I am an educator, not an, not an advisor. So if you're like trying to get out of debt, trying to budget, learn the basics of investing, you don't really need a financial advisor. And I would argue most Americans don't. It's really the Americans who have a lot of wealth already and are trying to figure out how to optimize. Those are the people who need financial advisors. This is a whole larger conversation, but places like Fidelity or Vanguard, um, that, that means you are doing your own investments. It's a DIY investment platform, as opposed to robo-advisors like um, M1 Finance, who I recommend, or Elevest, another great recommendation, or Betterment or Wealthsimple. These are places that are helping and guiding you through that process and kind of making that decision for you based on your own data. So those are really great for investors who aren't really confident yet because they're helping guide you through the process as opposed to managing your own investments. I feel confident enough to do that. So I don't have a robo-advisor. I manage my own, my own investments, but I also feel confident enough to do that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So those um, tools that you just mentioned, like, can you share a little bit about those and how one would even get started on utilizing like different tools for money managing? Yeah, so I can send you a whole uh, whole list of tools that I recommend. It's actually on my website too. Um, but I mean, like M1 Finance, who I recommend for opening an IRA, they're super easy. Like literally you just go in and you say, I want an IRA. And they're going to ask you questions about your, like, your demographics. Like what age do you want to retire? Um, wh uh, what gender do you identify as? What are, your, what are your goals, right? What is your risk tolerance, AKA like how comfortable do you feel around risk? Um, and so then they'll create, right, a portfolio based on that. Um, and then it takes all the fear out of investing. And that's actually the number one reason women don't invest statistically is like fear, fear of doing it wrong, fear that they're going to lose all their money, which is, again, if you're doing it right, you're not going to lose all your money. And so it, it's, it's a great way. If you're not confident yet to manage your own investments, it's a great medium of like, we need you to just get started. Um, and then as you build your confidence, then, you know, kind of transfer over to managing your own. Okay, got you. That that makes a lot of sense. And what is that name again? M1 Finance. Yeah, I'm an affiliate of there, so I get a little kickback too. Um, but yeah, I can send you, I'll send you a link to it. Awesome. So what are like the most frequent questions that people ask you? I mean, obviously I follow you on TikTok and I'm always seeing the different questions, but what do you think is something that a lot of women like just don't know the answers to? Um, I think... I get a lot of, uh, like I get to the end of the month and I'm wondering where all my money went. <laughs> like, how do I, how do I track my money? Um, and, or how do I like stop emotionally spending? I actually have a free course about curbing emotional spending that again, you can link in the show notes and I'll send you a link for. Um, so that's a question I get a lot of, yeah, just checking your bank account and you're being, just being like, where the hell did my money go? Like, I know I spent it on something, but I couldn't tell you exactly what, um, that, so that I, that I get a lot of just wanting to spend more mindfully, wanting to make sure that, you know, they're saving money and prioritizing that. Um, I do get a lot of questions about investing, which we kind of talked about earlier about like, is a 401k investing? What exactly is an IRA? What's the difference between a traditional and a Roth? Um, 
really the, the whole thing about money again is that uh, we're kind of just expected to know these things or we think we are, right? We think we're just kind of expected to, to know how to money when no one has taught us. School didn't really teach us. If you didn't have parents who taught you or if your parents didn't have a good relationship with money, you're kind of left being like, oh, okay, so I guess I'll just figure it out, right? And again, just like, like I said, like learning piano or learning French, like having somebody who can guide you through that process is going to make everything so much better. Um, and money is taboo. And we've been told our entire lives that talking about money is gauche or impolite. Um, and really that's the patriarchy's way of making sure that they stay in power, right? Yeah. The more we don't talk about money, the more the patriarchy profits. And so I think that's one of the first things you can do, you know, and that's the other question I get, like, how do I start? How do I start feeling more comfortable around money? start having conversations with people, even if it's uncomfortable at first, like talk to your partner about money, talk to your family, talk to your best friends, especially your women, best friends, have conversations about money because men are talking about money. They're talking about their commission and they're talking about the stocks they're buying and they're talking about real estate and we're not statistically. And so I think it's really important to have those kind of conversations um, because yeah, it's, it's our best form of protest. The financial education is our best form of protest. Yeah. Wow. I know. I totally agree with like, even when you go to college, I, I went in to get my business degree and I can honestly say like, I feel like I didn't learn any of these terms. Like I right. just heard my dad maybe mention them to me. Like, yeah. Kelly, this is something you should start looking into, but it's like, you don't learn that stuff in the classroom. And I'm like, what is this business degree for? No, totally. I mean, I have, I have people who are, you know, studied finance or who are accountants and they're still like, I didn't learn any of this. We're just, we're just not talking about it. Yeah. It's crazy. And then like on top of budgeting, like right now I'm living at home and I was originally not supposed to be living at home. So I had my whole like budget spreadsheet set up for myself. Well, but now that I'm living at home, I'm like, Oh, like I don't have the expense of food and rent. And I'm like, just watching the Venmo requests, you know, just come in back and forth. And it's like, now I'm not tracking anything. Cause I'm home. Right. Like, oh, I have this freedom, this luxury. Lump sum of cash that I can spend however I want. Yeah. Yeah. So, so especially with Venmo, it's like, you never know, like, what's going down in your finances. Right. And that's, and I have actually a tool called uh, the cash calendar that I use with clients. Um, it's available on my website where it's literally like a refinery 29 money diary, but on steroids. So it's tracking everything you spend money on for a certain period of time um, so that you don't fall into that trap again of like, where did my money go? Oh, it was all through Venmo, right? Or I transferred a bunch of money to this person to pay for pizza or gas or whatever. And then you suddenly you're out $200 and you don't know where it went. Oh, it was, you know, my Venmo transaction. So yeah, that's, that's a really great tool that I've created to, to help you track all of your money when you're wondering, yeah, where exactly it's going. Yeah, no, that's great. I'll definitely check that out. So another question I have is what are like some credit card companies or credit cards that you recommend for those who are just starting off in their 20s? Yeah, I also have this linked on my website, so I'll send you a link again. But um, the Deserve EDU card, I've heard is really great for college students and for young professionals, especially if you don't have any credit yet. Um, one of the things I hear a lot is like you apply for a credit card and they deny you because you don't have credit. It's like trying to apply for an entry-level job, but it's like also three to five years of experience. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that credit card um, is, is specifically geared towards people who are starting to build credit. So whether you're a student or a young professional who yeah, has, hasn't gotten a 
credit score yet, that's a great way uh, to start building credit. I also, my first ever credit card was the Discover card. Um, I still have it. I still use it sometimes. It's like a little cassette. Like they design it cool to like appeal to millennials and Gen Z. Um, but yeah, that card has served me really well too. Really what you're looking for in a good starter card is typically a cashback card. So the rotating categories is hard, right? Where it's like, oh, it's 5% cashback for only for a month, right? Um, anything that can give you cash back and specifically like a general cash back. So like one or one and a half percent on everything um, tends to be a good card to look at. So yeah, an annual fee is, is something that, that you might want to avoid in your first credit card. Like I have a credit card now because I have good credit that has a $500 annual fee, um, but I'll, all my benefits outweigh that annual fee. Um, it also took me like really good credit in order to qualify for that credit card. So yeah, a cashback card, uh, and again, I'll send you a link for the ones I recommend, but um, Deserve EDU tends to be a good card for, um, for people just starting to build their credit. Awesome. That's, those are really helpful. And circling back to kind of starting this whole business, when you first started, like what, what, what was like the struggle for you starting this business, getting it up and running, and what did that kind of look like? I mean, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of things that are amazing and there's a lot of things that aren't. Um, I, I think just the, the managing my time. I'm a very good time manager, but especially in 2019, it was really hard. I was working a lot um, and it was because I loved, I loved what I was doing and I loved what I was building, but it was getting really, really difficult to energetically manage both. Um, especially just like showing up in my nine to five and really not wanting to be there and feeling like it was wasted time because um, I could have been spending it on my business. So the thing that I kept reminding myself is that the nine to five is what is giving me the flexibility to start my own business, right? I have the stability of a nine to five and that money can be used to grow my side hustle. I know I'm going to get a steady paycheck, you know, every two weeks. I'm learning skills here that I can transfer over. And so I kept reminding myself, like every job is paid training until I get to work for myself. And that's what I kept reminding myself. And so I think that that's really what kept me going through, you know, trying to manage my time and energy, feeling like I was wasting time when I wasn't working on my business and also just allowing myself to take good care of myself and not completely burn out because that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just, I, it was so important that I kept my nine to five for as long as I did, um, while I was trying to build my business. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any like last minute advice you'd like to share to our listeners in regards to financial information? I would say the biggest thing is that money is power and women are powerful. And so the more we can, we can feel confident and educated around money the the more our lives can change and the more we can change other women's lives. Um, yeah, having funds means having freedom, right? You have the freedom to build the life that you want. You have the freedom to make decisions and to get out of bad situations and to put yourself into good ones. And I think it's really important that we have these conversations. We feel comfortable saying if we don't know something and actually asking as opposed to like, oh yeah, I know what a 401k is when really, you know, you don't, um, and being vulnerable enough to admit that, um, and finding spaces that aren't going to judge you for that. I'm, I'm really proud of what I've built with her first hundred K, like our Facebook group, our Instagram communities, our TikTok communities. These are all places where, 
you know, quote unquote, stupid questions are not stupid questions and you can ask them and not be judged for it. So um, find those communities, find places where you can have conversations about money that are honest um, and that are potentially embarrassing and all of those things, because that's how you start learning anything. You start learning things by being vulnerable and getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So know that there's so many women out there who are there to support you around getting financially confident and um, building that financial foundation so you can, yeah, you can fight the patriarchy and kick ass while doing it. <laughs> Amazing. So where can our listeners connect with you online? You've got TikTok, yeah. you've got Instagram, you've got it all. Yeah, um, herfirst100k.com is where you can find me, H-E-R-F-I-R-S-T-100-K. I'm also at Her First 100K on all the socials. So like I said, we have a Facebook group. We have, um, uh, our, my biggest community now is TikTok. We have over 400,000 women as of this taping um, that, are, that are in the TikTok community. We have over 50,000 on Instagram. And Instagram is typically my primary platform. I have the most content there. So um, yeah, come say hi. I would love to see you. Slam my DM. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Of course.